attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week of Dana and Adam Talk All Things Disney on Gen D, Generation Disney. You know, that little podcast where Dana and I like to talk about Disneyland, our lives, Disneyland with kids, Disney just being in our brains all the time, all things Disney, all things in our world relate to Disney. I could go on, but hi, Dana. Hi, Adam. Although I miss you, you're not here in person this time. I know. This is like, it's playing with my emotions, right? Like one day I'm there with you. We're so close drinking mint juleps created by the unpaid intern. And then the next moment we're (laughs) back separated by 300 miles of desert. I know. I know. It's so true. But I do have a guest today who is here with me. I want everybody to say hello to my friend Allison. Hi. Hi, Hi, Allison. (laughs) This is a treat. Hi. (laughs) It really is. So, guys, I know you all know that I've been working for a travel agency that is Allison's travel agency, and she specializes in Disney vacations. It's called Adventures with Allison in Wonderland, and it is incredible. You've heard me plug it a bunch. You can get a free quote from us on there, but it's Allison's agency, and so we're so happy to have her here. I mean, you're basically the resident expert, (laughs) and you know, I, I mean, I think that we know a lot about Disney and like to a savant level, but you are next level. You know, oh, we're like amateurs, well, Dana. You. Let's be honest. We're amateurs. No, we're constantly we're like Googling stuff on our phones. We're like, what's that thing? And like, I think Allison's just like, I got it. Rain man. She's got it. She's got it in her brain. It's so true. <laughs> it's because I love it. I can't help it. My brain's just like, hmm, what new Disney information is there today? <laughs> <laughs> That's a happy place. That's just a happy place. You should be in your headspace all the time. Everybody should be. And Adam and I were talking about this, like, I don't know, we are new to this whole world of like really locking in on Disney stuff. And you've been doing this for a very long time. But to me, it feels like there really is something new coming out at least once a week with between any of the Disney parks that's like super major. Well, I think so much of it is because things were shut down for so long that they're just like, okay, we got to get all these things that we announced at D23 out, out, out. Yeah. So, and with the reopening of things that they previously had, I'm not surprised that they're releasing stuff the way that they are. And the ability that they had to revamp programs that they wanted, like the Mm -hmm. Magic Key and Disney Genie and all of these things that they wanted to do, they were able to do, and now they're re-releasing newer features on older things that they already had. Do you think that the Magic Key was sped up because of that shutdown, or do you think they would have done this right around that same timeline? No, I definitely think that it gave them the opportunity to do what they've always wanted to do. Before, they had all these, like, you know, passes for Disneyland that they were grandfathering, grandfathering, grandfathering in. Yeah. And now they were finally able to create this like one pass system which i think they're really happy about that's cool well okay so you mentioned d23 because we brought this up last week we were like that d23 mm-hmm. when they made all those announcements about like the epcot <laughs> overhaul and you know dick van dyke came out and did his whole chimney song right and like that feels like it was 10 years ago at this point when that big d23 <laughs> at this was. point it was <laughs> <laughs> we've lived an entire lifetime between then and you know they put that project on hold indefinitely i know no. you know so sad I know. I, that's my favorite of all of the Epcot yeah. pavilions for very specific reasons. Yeah. But oh, gee, I, I wonder why. I know. Um, but <laughs> I I felt a little mediocre about it anyway, if I was to be honest. Like, I kind of like it exactly as is. So I agree with you on this, actually. When they did, they were like, this is our big, like, e-ticket announcement. I was like, for real? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Wasn't it just a, a, like a carousel? Was it just a carousel that they were going to put in? They no no they it never was a said. whole ride it was gonna be a ride yeah it was gonna be a ride. like you were gonna be walking into the darling's house was the whole idea yeah. and like and I'm, then there was gonna be this Mary Poppins attraction in there but they never said what the attraction was gonna be they were gonna build the house and then you were gonna walk yeah. in and there was gonna be the attraction but we I mean Kurt and I you know, like. If you've listened, you know Kurt is a big Mary Poppins fan and, like, has to stop yeah. every time we see Mary Poppins in the parks. It's stop and have to have a moment. Um, and so we, like, we were 
gutted when they said that this is basically like I don't think it's ever going to happen. I think indefinitely on hold means like this we're never going to see a Mary Poppins attraction in Here's the what, yeah. England Pavilion. Here's what I will tell you and why it does make sense because I worked at that pavilion so often and it it feels like a skinny little pavilion compared to some of the others, but it is deep and the break room for the cast members was kind of pretty far back. They have a lot of space that goes way back there and there is, I know Allison will know this, but there is a like um, conference room like right next to it between Canada and Mm -hmm. the UK um, and so they can go all the way back there. It's like basically a full sound stage. So they do have a lot of space. Well, you know, if Disney puts something on indefinitely, that doesn't mean it won't come back. We know this. Look right. at Pandora. Look at all of <laughs> Just take a little, open up the Disney history books and you'll see that they've brought things back, reinvented things. That's just what yep. Disney's known for. So who knows what it'll end up being. I'm sure it'll end up being something. Yeah. Look, as long as they well, still cool. got that sweet shop and we can go in and buy our UK sweets from there that we can only get <laughs> when we actually go back and visit my mother-in-law once a year, I'm good. <laughs> they can keep that. Aww. And that's all I need. All I need are, you yeah. know, access to those, some biscuits and some sweets from, uh, the, it's <laughs> it's all in that twining shop that they have there. They've got like that twining's yeah. tea shop and then they've got all the good yeah. UK candy in there. Which is phenomenally yeah. better than all U.S. candies combined. Oh, I fully agree. Um, <laughs> so Adam and I were talking a little bit about the big news that was announced a couple of weeks ago, which was this Disney Genie, Disney Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes, all, et cetera, <laughs> that uh, just came out. And a- Adam and I were talking about how this seemed very similar to what we're pretty familiar with, which is the Max Pass. But so I think any Disneyland guest is kind of familiar if they've been in the last couple of years what this new system is going to look like. But Allison, we're curious what you think the reaction is going to be for Disney World guests who had kind of a different setup before. So it's interesting because the only real difference I feel like is that they didn't pay for it and now they're going to pay for it. Um, And I loved the Max Pass because it was just the only pool of people that you're fighting with for these Fast Passes were the people who purchased the Max Pass for that day, Mm -hmm. which I'm so happy to see them moving this over to Walt Disney World because you're fighting with every guest for this Max Pass or this Disney Genie. Yeah, Yeah. the Disney Genie Plus system. And now you'll just be fighting for those people who purchase the Disney Plus. I think it's going to work really well. I've always really enjoyed it. I love that there's so much flexibility within using this planning tool because if you are going with kids, which most people are, um, it gives you that flexibility that you didn't previously have. Once Mm -hmm. you made your fast passes for six months out, you were married to those times. And now you're not. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you're doing it all day of, morning of, Mm -hmm. and you can kind of, it gives a little bit more of that spontaneity to to a degree. But I think it'll be I I was just going to say, there's a spontaneity, but there's also something about planning your Disney World vacation when you do plan out your dining reservations, your uh, what parks you're going to go to that day, when you're going to do things. And there was actually some structure. And I liked that I could plan out my fast passes with my day. I mean, Dana knows I'm a planner. Folder of fun. You Um, loved it. You you would when we just went to Disneyland, you were on your phone. You (laughs) got us all of the... um, (laughs) boarding groups but he is like hardcore he'll be like oh there's an opening for mobile order we can go get some drinks over at pim's test kitchen let's go and like i am on it but i was just gonna say i'm worried that like you know you could plan out your day and be like if you were at um magic kingdom to say right like you knew you had a fast pass for snow white's uh the seven doors of mine train you knew you had a fast pass for space mountain and you knew you had a fast pass for i don't know Big Thunder or something, right? And you know what times those were. And then when you went and booked your dining reservations, you could book around that and you could move things around. And so that you weren't like, I I just, I liked that with a bigger vacation, because it's always a bigger deal going to Disney World for us. Like it's a week, we're going for a long time. I like to have the thing planned out. Not the same as like, I think Max Pass works so well at Disneyland because that was more of a spontaneous day type situation for people where you could show up in the morning and be like, oh, yeah, I want to do X, Y and Z and then book it on Max Pass. So I don't know. That's that's my only, you know, I think um, downside to it going to Disney World is that for that planning of that week vacation, because we would even move days we were going to go to parks pending on dining reservations and Fast Pass Plus and we would switch our schedule around. 
I think you're still going to find that you'll be able to do that. So they're not changing the dining system. It's going to continue to be this 60 days out. So you'll still have that like shorter time frame of planning, which Mm -hmm. I think you'll enjoy, Adam. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) the other thing I think you'll find too is as we get to know this new system, we'll see which fast passes are available in the morning. We'll see which ones are available in the afternoon. We'll see how quick you have to be to snap up those fast passes. And you'll just find a new way to plan your days. I still think you're going to find that. But I think also, Adam, now that you have a little baby, you're going to find the flexibility to be really, really nice. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm still a planner. (laughs) My I'm still a planner. (laughs) My favorite thing, though, Adam, and I'm sure that you had this experience with um, MaxPass as well, is that, you know, if you wanted a time for a specific ride, all you need to do is refresh the page until your time that you desire comes up. So if you're like, hey, I really want to ride Space Mountain right now, you just keep refreshing that page until you get Space Mountain. That was my favorite thing about that pool of fast passes or lightning lanes now. Did you do that, Adam? Did you know that? Oh yeah, no. When we would be when we would use MaxPass at Disneyland, like I was constantly refreshing, 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 because it was almost like I I feel like the MaxPass was almost like finding a mobile ordering window, right? Like it all exactly the same way, and randomly other windows would pop up. I have no idea why Mm -hmm. or how. Um, but randomly the other windows would pop up and then you'd be like walking by, you know, Honda mansion and be like, I would really want to do this, but I don't want to stand in this 45 minute line. And then you'd refresh and like magically something in 10 minutes would pop up or something. So that is the way with any of these like refresh systems work. So mm-hmm. the mobile ordering, the fast pass system, um, park pass reservations, they all do this. So that's why you will see like day of things for Mm -hmm. park pass reservations for example so it's just it's the refresh game that we've been playing for years (laughs) yeah this this whole idea of disney genie do you think it's going to take some of the planning out of it for us lowly humans and the ai is going to take over and do most of it or do you think it's going to be kind of a you make it how you make it I think it's going to be like Waze. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) I think it's going to be like Waze. So it's going to take you the least traffic-y route. You may want to still take that route for the scenery. Mm -hmm. But um, if you want the quickest way possible to get on a ride, that's how the AI is going to work. But that may not work for you if you're wanting to ride something specific. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, like you want to take the PCH up, it's going to take a little longer to get to San Francisco from L.A., but you could take the inland route. It's going to get you there faster, but the scenery won't be as pretty. So I think that that's kind of the way that I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Excellent example, too. Oh, thank you. So California. The Californians. (laughs) For those of you not in California, the PCH is the Pacific Coast Highway, which is absolutely stunning. Um, it takes you six years to get from LA to San Francisco on the PCH, especially in the summer. Um, Give or take a a year. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful drive. Uh, And then what Allison was referring to was the five, which I spend my time going back and forth between LA and San Francisco on. And the five, you just basically like point your car in a straight line south and put it in cruise control and you're good for (laughs) 300 miles. And you have to turn off your air conditioning a couple of spots or else you're going to get your car smelling of like cow manure because it's Oh, yeah. But there's a Starbucks right at that. Like it's like the halfway point where all the cattle farms are. And there's a there's like the only Starbucks halfway between San Francisco and L.A. right there. And you go through the drive through and you smell. Oh, yeah. Get your latte. But you (laughs) also get some cow Cow manure. That's so funny. <laughs> well, good. Well, yes, I think it'll be good. I'm excited just to try out this Disney Genie on both coasts and see how it goes. And I know that there's like a little bit, it seems, and this is purely from like social media, but it seems like the East Coasters are a little bit more apprehensive yeah. just because they haven't experienced this Max Pass mm-hmm. version yet. And I think it's going to work out just fine. It really is a pay-to-play kind of situation. Yeah. If you really go, go hard on some of those rides, mm-hmm. that option is there. But if you want to do more of the atmosphere kind of trip, then you don't need to spend the money. Yeah. And so I think wh- the other thing, too, that we haven't – oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I was going to say the other thing we haven't really spoken about, though, is the virtual queues that are going to open up. Um, so they oh, are yeah. – 
I mean, obviously we're going to have virtual queues for Rise of the Resistance Ratatouille, but I think they're planning to open more of those kind of virtual queues so that you don't have to do this wait in line, which I know is a lot of people's fear is this waiting in line, waiting in line, waiting in line, especially with Disney Genie and the Lightning Lane and the new pay, pay to play yeah. specific rides. Um, but I believe that they're going to do some free virtual queues as well for other popular attractions. That's what they're doing at Universal mm -hmm. here with um, like Secret Life of Pets yeah. and stuff. And, it's and I love great. it. Yeah. In Florida. They do it and down they turn at, it on. They do it down at Universal yeah. Florida too, where they just randomly yeah. turn it on on busy days and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. they'll randomly turn hours. it on for Fast and the Furious, quite possibly the worst attraction that's ever existed. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Don't get me started. Wait, on is that in Florida? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, I've never been on it. I don't. Okay. I mean, like maybe go, and you and I can just like I can just narrate yeah. it for you. It's like ninety percent Q. You're like in uh -huh. a line for ninety percent of it, and then this it's bad. It's don't don't. It's real bad. It's also don't waste your time. I don't love it here because they have a lot of Fast and the Furious in the studio tour, yeah. uh, and it's just kind of like oh cool the Grinch oh all these awesome properties Jaws, and then they're like and Fast and the Furious, and here are some dancing cars, and now you're going to be in a quote unquote action scene. So that is it. Oh, that's it. That's exactly yep. it. <laughs> oh, it's so pathetic. Oh, and but so oh, just. No. Yes, that's it. And but they made it for Universal Studios Hollywood and then they just placed it in Orlando. So like Vin Diesel when he's hanging off the helicopter, he is bigger than the helicopter <laughs> because it was made for this other like ride. It, oh, it's bad. It's is bad. Is it um tram style yeah. in Florida? Oh yeah. Oh. But it's a party bus. It's oh. a party bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. it's, it's, it's bad. It's, bad. Oh, it's, so it, bad. it's like that like so, so much at Universal can be really fun, right? Like, some yeah. of the rides are really fun. But this is, like, the worst of Universal all jammed into <laughs> one ride. Like, it's just I'm, screams I'm sorry to tell you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's probably not going anywhere because Fast and the Furious is a property that they have the IP for. Oh, so, yeah. they can pump it as much as they want versus the other ones where they have to like Harry Potter where they have to share some of those residuals with other properties like Warner Brothers oh they're stuff. never getting rid of it it always has an hour wait for that and then at the end because it's like I, I, I don't whoever likes this franchise they are hardcore about this franchise and so at the end there's always clapping I'm like, what? This was Why? the worst ride. But they're like, yeah. And I'm like, really? Really? This gets a round of applause? Okay. All Maybe right. they're just and happy I, that it's over. They were like, this is so bad. It's over. <laughs> it's like when you're on a really, really turbulent flight and then like everybody claps when the thing lands because it landed and you didn't die. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because you survived. <laughs> That's why we clap. But then there's like the diehard. Uh -huh. the there's the diehard. They were like, that was, I literally heard a guy be like, that was amazing. And I was like, okay, I got to show you some stuff, dude, because <laughs> that's amazing. I can't wait to show you some other things. <laughs> oh, man. Well, cool. Well, hey, Allison, since you're here. Yes, I am here. We decided that we wanted to do another fun game with you. And okay. I think this is a debate that you and I have had on certain things. Adam and I have this debate all the time about rides and restaurants and stuff, uh, the overrated or underrated. All right. And so we're going to play this game. I have a list here of uh, rides, snacks, restaurants, and different lands that are specific to either California Adventure or Disneyland, meaning you don't find them in any of the other parks. Okay. And I want to ask both of you if you think they are underrated or overrated, just to kind of help any of our listeners who might be planning a trip if it should be something they try to get a reservation for, spend a lot of time in that land. Um, so, yeah. Sound good, guys? It's Excited. on. I'm rolling up the sleeves because okay. I think there might be I'm there ready. might be some disagreements in this list. Might we'll have see. to duke it out. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe on a couple of these. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Well, let's start off with the lands. Okay. So I think the first one that, you know – is a very popular one. Uh, it's been around for a while. Is over in California Adventure, Cars Land. Is it overrated? Is it underrated? Or would you say it's kind of like properly rated? I would say it's properly rated. Okay. I think it's definitely the best land in California Adventure. And it's one of the most popular 
So, um, and for good reason. The theming's incredible. When you see it in the holidays, it's super fun. They change the overlays for the holidays. I yeah. I love that land. I think it's really great. Nighttime, too. Oh, yeah. It's so oh, beautiful. The neon it lights. Is. The neon lights at mm-hmm. night. I love it. But I I think it's actually slightly compared to the rest of Disneyland Resort. I think they I think it sometimes is a little underrated. Like I think it is the best land at Disneyland Resort. I think it tops Galaxy's Edge. I think it tops some of the other lands. Like it is when you when you come out of like that food court area and that entrance into when you come out of Pacific Wharf, right? And you're coming under that bridge into um Cars Land. It's stunning. Like you really feel yeah. like you're suddenly in the middle of the West. And like it's it's just it's absolutely stunning. Like the 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 view of the mountains and everything else. Like they they've never I don't know when they've built anything else like that into that scale <laughs> where you really feel like you are absolutely transported to somewhere else that's a real place that could exist. I fully agree with you on this. And I think it's also underrated for what it is. And honestly, it came out in like 2012. I had not seen any of the movies until I had a kid and my daughter loved the Cars movies. I was kind of like, take it or leave it. Cars, I don't Mm -hmm. care about talking cars. But then we started watching the Cars movies and I was blown away with how accurate it is to the, the land. Like they made the Radiator Springs look identical to the movie version of Radiator Springs. And I think that is so, so cool. And I also love the like Route 66 Americana vibe. So it kind of fits everybody, every spectrum. My favorite moment though is on that ride on Radiator Springs Racers when you first start and that epic Cars music is playing as you're like going up Mm -hmm. and going by the waterfall and you come around and see Mm -hmm. the waterfall. Like it's just such, it's so good. Like they never need to adjust that ride. It is, it's amazing. I love it. (laughs) I love the whole land. Kurt like makes a point that we have to be over there at night. And he loves, no matter how many times we've gone, he has to take photos of the neon lights because they're so, it's just so good. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Flows is amazing. And just, I was going to say, DCA in general is just kind of like a Frankenstein park because of the history of California Adventure. It is so bizarre, everything that's happened in that park. (laughs) And Cars Land was such a welcomed change. It was and the it start was so of it. needed. It was the start yeah. of the change. Yeah. It kind of put DCA on the map. Yes, really. it did. And I think that it gave a reason for people to go to DCA and enjoy because it's the only place you can go to Cars Land. So it's mm-hmm. it I mean, other than art of animation, if you want well, to talk just, about that. But it's yeah, not but the it's, same. Yeah, it's not the same. But they've it's actually it's, in Paris, they've added a whole cars attraction there. And their own Did little they? version of Cars But land. they don't have a land, right? No, but it's like they've created okay. a land that you do as a ride through. So they took what huh. was the Backlot Studio Tour that they used to have at both um, Hollywood Studios and in Paris. And then the Paris one was really bad. Kurt and I did it and it was like, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what they've done is they kept the tram from the studio tour. And now you're like going through Radiator Springs on this like slow moving tram ride. And they basically just have animatronics of Lightning McQueen and everybody else and Tomator and all those like along for you to see in scenes from um, Radiator Springs as you go around. I like that. But they recreated. Oh, actually, the really cool thing was they recreated the you remember in the studio tour where the earthquake and the water would come down and yeah. uh-huh. that whole thing. So they kept that at Paris and they rethemed it with cars and it's all like Dinoco and like all this other stuff on the trucks and everything else that are in there. And I don't know how they worked it into the storyline, but they somehow <laughs> did. And they kept that incredible it. special effects set piece and just turned it into a cars thing. <clears throat> oh, that's cool. Well, I want to go there now. now yeah. I want to go to all the parks. I'm I like, want- I want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to go before the shutdown. Oh, we were supposed to go to Tokyo. Really? Yeah. Like in May of 2020. Ours was March of 2020. Two oh. weeks before we were supposed to be there. March 27th. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You ain't going. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Let's stay in California Adventure. Let's okay. talk about the newest new land, Avengers Campus. Underrated? Overrated? Overrated. I'm going to go with overrated right now. Yes, I think it'll get better once they open that e-ticket attraction. Yep. But until then, 
It's yeah, overrated. We like, already had guardians. Yeah, we, yeah we already exactly. had guardians. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's cool. It's it's kind of cool to walk in. I can do it once and I'm good. Like this yeah. web slingers was fun to do once. I don't need to yeah. do that every time I go. The I did not see the Doctor Strange show, but I watched a YouTube video of it and that was completely underwhelming. Um, Have you seen it yet? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's because it's only at night. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like five thirty on. So mm. yeah, because they want the lights on. Exactly. I'm like, it's, we're out. We got I mean, they literally like they're like, watch me disappear, and it's a video screen that they put smoke up in front of, and then the video screen opens and he walks behind it, and the video screen closes. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I it yeah, just feels I agree. Like, it's overrated. Yeah. A lot of picture spots. Um, the stunt shows are cool. Like the Spider-Man show, yeah. super cool. That was mm-hmm. definitely like very – I had no idea that was an animatronic when he gets shot up into the air. So that was like – and it looks like a real person. It looks like a Cirque du Soleil yeah, performer. It does. It's insane. Yeah, so, that's cool. And the stunt show is cool on top of what will soon be the e-ticket e- attraction. But I feel like until that's open – yeah, I feel like it's super overrated. I've said this before in this podcast. I like Avengers and Marvel and everything. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I'm not obsessed with it. I don't love it as much as Star Wars. So yeah. I might be also coming at it with a little bit more of a critical eye. But I felt like when I walked through there, it reminded me of when DCA was first opened mm-hmm. and everything felt a little too loud and a little too hot, not yeah. enough shade. Yeah. <laughs> and so you walk into Avengers Campus and it's that epic bum 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 music constantly. Yeah. They don't really let up on the music. Yeah. So I think it's overrated. I wouldn't dedicate a whole day to being oh, there. Oh, no, definitely not. But the character interactions are cool. That's it, it, I was going to say it's very immersive, though. So it does do a good job of like that immersive storytelling. And we already know, like Disneyland just does not have the space. But I think that they could take out Hollywood Land and put in some more Avengers stuff and make it into like a real, yeah. real cool thing. You yeah. Know? Monsters, well, Inc. is weird right there, you know? Oh, yeah. I love the it, The only though. thing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, no, it's not. Did you ever get to ride it when it was Superstar Limo? I never yes. did. I never got to ride it as Superstar I did. Limo. It was only open for nine months, so I forgive you. <laughs> I wrote it. I was in I eighth grade. We went when I think California Adventure was only six months old. Mm-hmm. And I remember us all being like, what when is When did you go? Why did we go? When? It was the spring of 20, 2001. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. Um, my family from Spain was visiting. We went. It had just opened. And yeah, I remember it being hot and loud, like I said earlier. And I remember that ride. And it was really pathetic. It was like cut out caricatures mm-hmm. of celebrities. So weird. And then I also remember the only good thing was Soren because that was a brand spanking That was incredible. Mm. I'll never forget my first time riding Soren. Really? You never forget your first time. Well, there no. you go. Yeah, you but go. can they like bring back Soren over the so Soren around the world or Soren over California? Sorry, like yes. I I am a staunch believer should. that the California one should be just stay a Soren over California, and then Walt Disney World can have Soren around the world. I agree. Yep. Okay, I agree. Disney, are you listening? Because make that happen. <laughs> Especially, or even just continue to do the overlay. I yeah. love when they did the overlay for the summer and made it soaring over California. Yeah. And like Disneyland's known for doing the overlays. So like it's not a hard one to do. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go over to Disneyland. Let's talk about New Orleans Square. Overrated or underrated? Ooh. Oh, that's hard. I'm going to go with underrated because I don't think that people realize it's there. And like, so people who are going to Disneyland, they're expecting to see like, because it's not in Walt Disney World. So people doesn't even know, people, people doesn't, people don't even know of its existence. Uh Uh-huh. And so I feel like, and ugh. When, if and when they bring back the Tiana show, that was like one of my favorite Thanks. It was so great. It's got pirates. It's got haunted mansion. It does have some really good classic rides. Um, I'm gonna go with underrated. I agree, and they fit appropriately there Mm -hmm. versus Disney World, where they've got it. 
like Haunted Mansion over there is in the Liberty Square. Yeah. And Pirates is, is that in Adventureland? Yeah. 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 It, it just feels a little disjointed for mm-hmm. those rides and they fit so perfectly. And when they change Splash Mountain, yes. I hope they change the zoning and make yeah. that part of New Orleans Square too because to get out of Critter Country. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I think it fits Critter Country is totally basically does. done. At this point, yeah. like they're gonna have to expand. Got Winnie the Pooh and Hungry Bear. I know, but <laughs> that's it. You know, that's re-theme, the end of Critter re-theme, Country. Retheme Winnie the Pooh to be like Winnie the Pooh's Great Adventure to the Bayou. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> um, He's like, "Whoa, wow, wow! Is so, there honey here?" Yeah, he goes off and gets us beignets. He wants honey beignets dipped in honey. Um, I literally thought the same thing and you said it. <laughs> Great minds. So I, I love Great New Orleans minds. Square. I think um, the worst placed bathrooms in all of Disneyland are in New Orleans Square. They're back there by the train station, but like across yeah. from the beignets and by the train station, like horrendously placed bathrooms. And it's always a bottleneck there. Um, but that's my, I feel like we should do a review on Disney bathrooms, like locations. Cause we, I feel like we keep talking about it. I was (laughs) listening to the other episode we were talking about, like all that they gave, um, Tangled was the bathroom at Disney world. Um, so (laughs) it'll be our highest rated podcast yet. The bathrooms of the Disney parks. Hey, you know, like some of those apps do really well when you're like in a city and you need a bathroom and there's like apps about where the cleanest Mm -hmm. toilets are in a city. Anyway. Um, so, (laughs) uh, what's I going to say? I, I love it. I love the theming. I love the whole idea and I can't wait to see it expand. And because I'm not a big fan of actually going to real life New Orleans. So, Disneyland New Orleans works for me. Yeah. I I think maybe it's just properly rated then. Yeah. I don't think it's underrated. I think people know enough about it and it's exciting, but it's definitely not overrated. Like I don't feel like people there. talk enough about it. So yeah. that's why I give it the underrated because okay. I feel like people don't ever everyone's like oh yeah new orleans square nobody ever like thinks about it nobody's like i'm going to new orleans square they're like i'm going to honey mansion i'm going to this i'm like okay but it's in this really great land where there's some really good shows and excellent dining Uh yeah the fancy Mm -hmm. shops are back in new orleans square like the jewelry the glasswork like all that stuff is in new orleans square Disney coacher. I would say if you like Epcot and you like the country pavilions, mm-hmm. yes. you'll love New Orleans Square because yes. it has a similar it's like. It's a slice. Yeah. It's a slice yep. of Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Mickey's Toontown. <laughs> Underrated? Overrated? It's it's about to be really great. That's mm-hmm. all I know. Yeah. it's They're adding in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is the best ride, in my opinion, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. better than even, Rise. Better, better than, than Rise. Rise. Wow. Here I am. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's what I think. But um, Maggie's Toontown has such a weird history. Um, you know, it was supposed to be like Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit was an Academy Award winning film. Yes, I know. <laughs> it was. And that's why we have the Roger Rabbit ride there mm-hmm. because they were going to – and it was like Roger Rabbit opened it. He was like mm-hmm. the mascot of Toontown, right? They were supposed to have like a people mover. It was supposed to be teen- Toontown. It was supposed to be themed after Roger Rabbit. Well, then I don't know what happened. Something happened with Bob Iger. You guys can look up. There's plenty of YouTube videos about Toontown. But um, now it's just kind of this like random amalgamation of like things. yeah. With, like, there's – they turned it into Mickey's Toontown, so then it has, like, the characters. So it's yeah, got – it's got Chippendale's Treehouse yeah. and stuff. It's got Gadget's Go Coaster, which is – Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Okay. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I was thinking Inspector Gadget, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if he was Disney. No, it's Gadget the girl. Oh, who knows that <laughs> character? Exactly. Oh, I always but thought it was it Inspector my- Gadget, too. No. Oh. I guess, yeah, now you're talking about she's the chipmunk, yeah. right? That has the goggles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. her with the purple jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's <laughs> next to Chippendale's house. It's Gadget's Go Coaster. Um, and then they've got, you know. That's a deep cut, Disney. It is a deep. <laughs> really making you reach yeah. into yeah. the memory bank for that one. But um, I think it's uh, properly rated. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't I, feel like anybody ever talks about it, so. I don't know. I feel like it's it's overrated now and will be 
severely underrated once Mickey Minis opens. Cause like, and I'm super excited to see the theming of Mickey Minis. Cause I, I've done Mickey Minis twice in Florida now. And like, it's, it's great. I mean, I was very, I'm still, I'm still a little resentful of the fact that the great movie ride is gone, but they slightly won me over when we did ride Mickey Minis because it's, it's absolutely incredible. Like the animatronics are incredible. The animation inside is incredible. I wish we hadn't gone during the pandemic cause we didn't get the full, um, full experience of the pre-show with the screen ripping open and all that. But yeah, um, I'm excited to see the whole tune world and their, the, the theming for it down at uh, Disneyland. But I think that's going to be like, seriously, the most popular part of the Disneyland park next to galaxy's edge will be Toontown. Once they open Mickey and Minnie's. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I can't wait to ride that ride. Okay. We did this game last week with uh, Sierra and Kim, but just for that one ride, what's, what would be the like threshold for the wait line of, of Mickey and Minnie's? Would you wait like, over 60 minutes to ride that ride. Absolutely. Would you wait 90 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's that good. Yeah, it really is. It's it's it was I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did because I, like you, Adam, loved the great movie ride. It was like my favorite thing. I wrote it every time I went to Hollywood Studios. And um I was, you know, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder when I went into Mickey and Minnie's and then I was like, oh, this is a surprisingly wonderful attractions how i feel about guardians yeah loved tower of terror upset that they were transferring it to guardians of the galaxy it's my new favorite ride over there i love it so much good okay let's switch over to some restaurants um hitting up we'll stay in disneyland for a minute i think this one might be we might have some differing opinions here Blue Bayou Restaurant in New Orleans Square. Is it overrated or underrated? Severely overrated. Oh. And why? <laughs> yeah, there it is. There let's it is. let's discuss, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> first off, the first time I ever went to Disneyland, I ate there and everybody was like, Blue Bayou, you gotta eat there, you gotta eat there. They have absolutely no allergy menu. None. Oh. So if you have allergies, you're gonna be able to eat just about nothing. It's a small menu in general. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard as a person with allergies to go and drop $50 on a meal and be able to eat unseasoned beef. Like that's what I ate the first Ugh. time. Has it gotten better? Not really. I went again in June and I was like, I'm going to give this another try. It's been 10 years. Guess what? Still overrated. <laughs> and you can barely see a menu. It's so dark in there. You can hardly see anything. And it's just kind of a weird atmosphere. Like, the app, if you want to actually have an atmosphere like that, go to Walt Disney World and eat in Mexico because it's oh. a little bit brighter. Yeah. And the food isn't very good. But you know what? The food's not any good at Blue Bayou either. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> and cheaper. It's cheaper in the Mexico one. It is one. cheaper. And you can actually see the boats go by. You can. It's so dark in Blue Bayou, you can barely see those boats go by. Okay. Look. I go ahead. So, change my mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> when Galaxy's Edge opened, and Kurt and I did our very ridiculous, left New York City at noon on a Saturday, got to LA, slept overnight, went to the park at 6 a.m. to go to Galaxy's Edge, and flew back to New York that night trip to go to Galaxy's Edge. We did somehow snag a Blue Bayou reservation for that day. That was awful. Like we went, like the food was horrendous. It was crowded and not great, right? So I still love it though because I love the atmosphere out of it. I love the history behind it. I love the atmosphere. It's like the first fancy sit down restaurant that they did, and I love I love that history. And then I really especially love back to Disneyland Paris. Um, they have their own version of Blue Bayou at Disneyland Paris that. I think they took what they knew was wrong at Disneyland at Blue Bayou and fixed it there. It's like this terraced restaurant on the bank of the river for pirates. Like it, it's just done better. Like the design's better. It's a little brighter. That said, I, those restaurants hold a special place in my heart. And we went back there as we've talked about, I think ad nauseum at this point, we went back there when we went in June and 
It was great. I like turned around like they they got rid of the menus. It was all QR codes. You could actually like read your menu on your phone because I will give you that. It's super dark in there. And they used to have that like light that would like shine down in the menu for you. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like it should not be so dark that you can't read your menu. <laughs> <laughs> but and we're younger people with yeah, good eyesight or OK <laughs> eyesight. I feel bad for all the people with bifocals uh-huh. out there going in. But I have to say, when I agree we went, with you, Adam. the food the food was phenomenal this time. Like I think everything everybody had was great. Uh, the wine was good. I think Kurt and Ryan enjoyed. The hurricane was not. Their, I, 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 yeah, it wasn't very good. I you sent the hurricane it. back, and that was a whole thing, and got wine instead, which is the right call. But the fact that you can have a nice glass of wine now with a meal there, I'm not hating because it's a really but nice. But you can meal. have it at any sit down restaurant. Not in Disneyland. I thought you can now. Any no. sit-down restaurant in Disneyland, you can have just, alcohol. Just Blue Bayou. Really? And the Ogus Cantina. Club 33. See? Yeah. Club 33. Mm. Um, I agree with you, Adam. I was pleasantly surprised, but I had very low expectations because I'm also I'm, – I'm sitting in between you two on this because I have not had great experiences at Blue Bayou. I went when I was a kid, like 20, you know, 20 or 2004. Well, don't get me started on the fact that they have no kids menu. Yeah, well, Ray got Ray got mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, that's it. And it was kind of fancy mac and cheese for her, so she barely ate it. Uh huh. And then like a crudeton or whatever. Yes. Crudeton. Yes. I can't say it, but yeah, is that right? I think so. Crudi- is it crudeton? Crudite. Crudeton. Oh, crudite. I don't know. We're unfancy Americans. Guess what? I don't speak French, but it's veggies in a bowl. But you know what I think our trick was? Adam and I split two of the entrees. We split the Monte Cristo sandwich because it's huge and nobody can eat that. Which you can't get gluten-free. Oh, well. Then that might change your whole experience if you can't You can't get that. – that's what I mean is like because they don't have this allergy menu. Like if you have a person – look, general disclaimer. If you have a person with allergies in your group, do not go eat at Blue Bayou. They will not be able to eat anything. Yeah. Get the salmon too. The salmon was really good. Was the salmon good? We liked the salmon. It looked good. But I don't I don't disagree with you. I kind of feel the same way about Blue Bayou as I do with Cinderella's Royal Table out in Florida. <gasps> do no. not do not waste your money on I those experiences. I love CRT. Oh gosh. It's an it's a changing menu. Maybe so I've maybe just you had just a had a bad menu. menu. I also have worked it before. Oh. I'm just maybe I have some so not bad. so great memories, but that's fair. I think I think of them in that they are really hard reservations to snag, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that they are worth the time and effort to get them. Agree. Okay, let's switch over to California Adventure, Wine Country Trattoria, which is the wine terrace over kind of across from the pier area. Underrated. And why? It's one of the best meals that you can get on property. Ugh. In my opinion, it has, it has all. Ugh. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't no, like it? I love it. It's completely overrated. What? Nobody ever eats there. No. You could get a reservation today there. You could like, get a reservation uh, today there. It's like, I would just, I would rather leave and go to the Anaheim Olive Garden than. Go to wine country, Trattoria, whatever the heck it is. Like, I, I don't think it's Adam, good. it I sounds think- like you and I need to dine together at each other's least favorite <laughs> restaurant and order for one another. Seriously. Okay. All <laughs> because right. I want to see, like, if I was to order you my favorite item on that menu and see how you would feel about it. I just, I mean, the last time I went there was with Dana and Ryan and Ray. No, was it? Yeah, it was get? with you guys. Yeah, when before it was? it was like the last time we went to the parks before uh, the world ended. When I was out I thought here, we went to Lamplight. No, we did go there too, but we went to no, we went to we went and then we went to or did it? Yeah, because that's when we saw those two vloggers like awkwardly sitting there vlogging. Who are oh. the vloggers? Who were they? I don't. remember. You looked them up. Was. I didn't know. Yeah, but anyway, we ate there and we got. Remember, we got shoved in like. The, a corner of a room somewhere where we weren't even outside. I had some pasta that was just not good. Like it was just, I don't know. I think I would rather get some quick service somewhere than go waste money there. Okay. 
All right. That's <sighs> that's your opinion, Adam. I agree. I love that place. Me I don't too. think it's the best restaurant that California Adventure has to offer, but I think it's a really solid choice. And I think it's underrated. I think people don't ever know about it. And it has the stigma of the word wine in it. Yeah. You don't have to be a wino to mm. go and eat really delicious food there. That is, in my opinion, way better than the Olive Garden. <laughs> but at the same time... People don't think, oh, I uh, want to okay, go no, there. No, no, no. Take that back because there is nothing better than the Olive Garden. Like, the oh. Olive Garden is my, <laughs> like, it Okay, is- this is why you don't like Wine Country Tutorial because Olive Garden <laughs> sucks. Wait, Adam, no. I'm going to agree with you. I freaking love the Olive Garden. Yes. I get to go once a year on my birthday because my wife will <gasps> never go with me. I love- and I go and get that salad. I'm like, give me that salad. Add some yes. extra olives, please. And now I want some gluten-free chicken. <laughs> Alfredo, like, give me that. Give me no. that American Italian. Yes. Italian. Yes. Yes. To yes. You. I'm here for that. You know, on my birthday, my first of birthdays through the pandemic, we were still living in New York, and my incredible husband knew how much I wanted Olive Garden. He city biked <gasps> all the way to a desolate Times Square where somehow the Olive Garden was still open for takeout and picked up like a feast from Olive Garden and city biked it all Adam, the way back to Adam, I love the Olive Garden. It's Ew. you know I, used I to love work there. the Olive Garden. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was the head bartender at the West Wichita, Kansas Olive Garden. Well, Adam, I guess you family. and I need to go to Olive Garden. Oh my god! You know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip all the Disneyland, all the Disneyland dining. You and I will just go to Olive Garden. We'll go to Olive Garden. <laughs> I seriously, like every time we road trip somewhere. And like we have to stay overnight in a hotel while we're road tripping. I book a hotel within proximity to an Olive Garden, and we always pick up Olive Garden and take it back to the hotel. That's our like yeah, road that's trip. King that. energy, sir. That is you King energy. That. I love it. Ugh, I'm gonna take Kurt and Leanne, and we're gonna go eat at like a quality restaurant. You know what? Have fun. Adam and I will fully enjoy the unlimited salad and soup and oh breadsticks and all salad. that good stuff. And that dressing. You know they sell that dressing. And you at know Target. what? I've tried to buy that. I've tried to buy it. It just doesn't taste the same as when it's you get not, it at the restaurant. It, but it's at Target, and it does. I I do. And have it's it pretty good. You right can now. get a double pack at Costco. Ooh, I haven't found this that is at Costco for yet. both of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Dana, no, this is just embarrassing that you're not into this. I mean, the number of Italian <laughs> margaritas I used to have to whip up for people. And by the way, an Italian oh. margarita is basically a margarita with a splash of orange juice and a shot of something else in it. <laughs> like it's- you know what, Adam? I love that you and I have disagreed on everything except the Olive Garden. Like, this is where we came to the table. Hey, we were like, absolutely, the Olive Garden's a 10 out of 10 in our book. <laughs> When you're here, your family. I think that you're both showing your Midwest roots right I know. now. <laughs> I'm from Michigan. So. In Kansas. So there we go. <laughs> there but we go. Honestly, in those Andes mints, like, I ask for extra. Okay. You know what? No bill. No bill is complete without the Andes mints. <laughs> <laughs> They're just little mints, you guys. No. <laughs> There's something cute. about that Andes mint after gouging on... Alfredo sauce garlic. and garlic <laughs> and salads and breadsticks and oh my gosh I'm and all the appetizers. I have to go use the bathroom anyways. Dana, <laughs> we've lost, we've <laughs> lost Dana. Dana peaced out. Dana is literally. You guys can't see this, but Dana has literally just walked out of the she room left. in disgust for our Olive Garden uh, love. I'm, I'm surprised. You know how you got like rainforest cafes at Disney? I think they should just do a deal with Olive Garden and throw some Darden restaurants in there. Heck yeah, they should. I mean... I, you know what, though? I was a I was a huge proponent of also the rainforest cafe. Like, I enjoyed yeah. it. It was like early 90s Disney. And I like very... I, I have a lot of nostalgia attachment to things. So oh. like things like the rainforest cafe, I'm like, oh, but that was like... When you think of downtown Disney, when it was downtown Disney at Walt Disney World, Rainforest Cafe was like one of the f- things that came in there. Yep. And it was just like, for me, that's like pinnacle 90s Disney. Well, this is so if you love the nostalgia of it all, right? So go to. Yeah. Okay. When you do get to go to Disneyland Paris at some point, uh, their downtown Disney district is literally Disney stuck in the 90s. It's. Amazing. But will you go with me, Adam? Because like, okay, so I planned this trip and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I think I was staying at something called like the Sequoia. Oh, we is stayed that, at Sequoia Lodge. 
Yeah, we stayed How there. It's it? like it's like their version of Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge. Um, but yeah, that's now, what it if you like book your stuff. trip, you should stay at the Marvel Hotel, which used to be Hotel New York. Um, okay. That's supposed to be themed incredibly. Uh, but we have also stayed the very first time we went. We went on a tight budget and stayed at the like <laughs> Wild West hotel that they have there. I would oh, not yeah. suggest it. Um, okay. It was it was something. No, we were staying at the one. It was so like we did a package and it included like a dining plan and some fast mm-hmm. passes and we were on club level. So like that's why we chose the Sequoia Lodge because it had all of those. Yeah, the Sequoia Lodge is totally nice. It. They have an amazing bar in the middle. Um, is it walking distance? Yeah, it's it all was, walking right? distance. Literally everything there is everything walking distance. Walk. They have buses okay. that. People take, but you're much better off just walking. Um, I walk everywhere. If I, if I can walk, I will. The hotel, the dream hotel that we want to stay at there, though, is Disneyland the Disneyland hotel. hotel at Disneyland Paris Heck because yes. it's the entrance it's like to Disneyland. Five Park. grand. I know it's I know. what it was it's like insane. five grand for two nights. I couldn't. No. I was like, I cannot justify. And Liam was like, this when I booked the Sequoia Lodge because the deal was so good. I was like, ugh. I really want to stay at the Disneyland Hotel. She goes, this is not the last time we are going to Disneyland Paris. Next time, let's book the Disneyland Hotel. This time, let's do Sequoia Lodge. Well, it's going to be next time, this time. So well, <laughs> next time I, I go, say, it's going to be Disneyland Hotel. So we, we're those people that like we – I've now been to Paris twice. And you would think being yeah. married to somebody who's British and having family in the UK and we go over there often, we would probably go spend some time in Paris, proper Paris. No, no, no. I've been to Paris twice. We spent six hours in the city of Paris and the rest of our (laughs) trips have been at Disneyland Paris. I like to hear that. That sounds like me. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to Paris, but I'm going to Disneyland. Let's be honest. What's exciting though. That was our goal with Tokyo. We are going to spend three days in Tokyo and probably three days (sighs) in Tokyo. Yeah, Kurt's been there too and I want to go. But what's actually really cool, and I'll say this, is you compare Florida, you know, they actually, yeah, the little tidbit of news, sorry to tangent off of our list here, but like that, you know, Magical Express is ending, which used to be the free uh, bus ride from Um, Orlando's airport to Disney World. Well, now they're eventually going to have this train line that takes you from uh, the airport to Disney World. What was genius about the construction at Disneyland Paris is you can land at um, Charles de Gaulle Airport, get on a train that takes you directly to Disneyland Paris. They have their own big train station there, and you just get off there and you're at the parks. That's awesome. Yeah, I really hope that this is this opens soon, but I hope it's as cool and efficient as that here in Florida. I think it will be. Okay, let's talk about a couple of snacks okay. that are unique. Um, the Jack Jack Num Num Cookie in California Adventure. Underrated or overrated? Uh, underrated. Yeah. 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 Underrated. I love, I love those that cookies. cookie. It's so they're good. They're so good. It's like you. And they like have. A, they're like a cookie cake. They're thick. Yeah. And and they have a gluten free option. So like oh. and well, I can't eat anything but a gluten free. But it was like a with jam in it. It was so. I've good. had that one. It was it's unreal. Really good. It's really good. Yeah. I'm like yeah. I don't think people even know about it. But they and, don't have a lot of gluten-free options at Disneyland, and that's one of them. And you, it's genius because, you know, it's supposed to be like milk and cookies. You can actually get vanilla soy milk there as well if you prefer the non-dairy milk options. You can get uh, vanilla it, soy milk with your num-num cookie. It's a very allergy-friendly kiosk. <laughs> I think most of California Adventure is pretty allergy-friendly. It's definitely more allergy-friendly than Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anybody is looking for the Num Num cookies, they're right next to the exit line of uh, Incredicoaster. And it's so, so genius because you like come around that thing on Incredicoaster and they pump the cookie smell at you on the ride. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I want those cookies. And then you get off the ride and you're like, you're like wow, that cookies. would be really great right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This snack gets a lot of press. The Disneyland hand dipped corn dog. Underrated or overrated? I can't answer. I don't know. Ugh, I'm gluten free, like so I can't dogs. eat it. Okay, I was, so I guess it's a no from both of us. But <laughs> hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before. Forget the corn dog. You left the most important food item off your list, Dana. I'm not done. But what is it? The turkey leg. Oh, I'm done. Turkey leg is stupid and it's gross. Yes. Thank you, no, Allison. No, 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 no. Oh, I've never eaten eaten one. Neither have I. 
Because it's nasty. Yeah. There's no no reason it should be that big. It's just chock full of hormones that I don't need in my body. I'll pass forever. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Dana, you know Allison is like the first person we've talked to that has been anti you eating it. Now, so Allison, you may want to pass on it. She's the second. You may want to pass on it, on eating the turkey leg, but wouldn't you love to see Dana eat a turkey leg? If Dana's anything like me, she's not going to eat one ever. Nope, nope I ain't. Uh, and also, Andrew Cover, who came on here, does not like the turkey leg either. But you weren't here to justify your opinion, Adam. <laughs> um, okay, last snack, and then we'll get into rides. The New Orleans beignets. Um, okay, so I did take a bite of one. Um, and overrated. Yeah, overrated. You don't need they're that better, line. Is... They're better elsewhere. That line probably is in New long. Orleans. Yeah, they are Mickey shaped, so that's cute. That's cute. Um, but they have the option to have a gluten free option, and they don't. So that's ridiculous to me. But I've taken a bite of the non gluten free one, and back when I wasn't gluten free, and I went to Disneyland, and I was still like, this is not the best beignet I've ever had. They're way better at Disney World mm. in French Quarter. Yeah. At their hotel. And they do gluten-free and they do seasonal. So they have like a pumpkin spice one. Oh, that's cute. Fun Mm -hmm. tip at Disney World. You know you can get free beignets on Sunday. Now? Yeah. What? If you run their little 5K that they have on Sunday mornings, they do a little fun run. And it's like $5. (gasps) And if you do the little fun run, you get free beignets as your prize. So I've done that. (laughs) Well, wait. Let's discuss. That means it's included because you paid $5. But I paid $5, but I got to run a little 5K that I won. Heck, yeah. We um, call that we call that included. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> Because it wasn't prize. free. You also got a little button that said, like, okay. New Orleans 5K Fun Run or something. And then you got a little uh, a medal for finishing. And by medal, I mean it was beads with a little plastic medallion hanging off of it. So that's. I love it. You know what? That's a cute $5 prize. That is a cute prize. That's a cute $5 prize. I like that. All right. Let's cut over to our last category, rides. So these are rides that you can only find at California Adventure or Disneyland. Let us see if we think these are overrated or underrated. First up, Indiana Jones. Underrated. Completely agree. It is one of my favorite attractions Mm -hmm. by far. Oh, Absolutely. I think it's my favorite. I, I want to put Rise aside. Okay. It's my favorite ride at Disneyland. Agree. Ooh. Yeah. Mine too. I love it. And Can my I daughter loves that? it now too. She finally had 46 inches. So oh, she, she likes it. We went on it together. It was so much fun. And now she talks about Indiana Jones all the time. She's like, when Aww. can we go back? I'm- well, Allison, as a short girl, you know why it's so fun for us little girls. Mm-hmm. Because our feet don't exactly yes, touch. No, they don't. <laughs> so you get to kind of dangle a little bit more. And it just makes it more exciting. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. super fun. And you know that ride queue is a quarter mile long because it goes under the train tracks. Yes. So, this, so the actual show building is like behind the train tracks in like a random building. So that's why that when you when you walk through and that ceiling narrows down, that's, that's going why. under the train tracks. I love it. And so um, don't let the ride time fool you. It's actually about 10 minutes to even get back to the show building. So you can always knock off 10 to 15 minutes from whatever. It said 35 minutes when we went. It was walk on. That's a hot tip, folks. There you go. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Underrated. Okay. The Alice in Wonderland ride. Not the teacups, but the ride. Um, Underrated. Yeah, underrated. That thing is like... It's so fun. It's so wacky. It's, it's amazing. So <laughs> and it's so long. Like yeah. it's worth the wait time because the ride itself is very long. Oh, yeah. I it love really that it goes is. inside, I wonder outside. if it's the longest of the dark rides. My guess is yes. Mine Probably. is too. I also love what you just said, Adam, that it's an inside and outside ride. Yes. And that you go upstairs. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's fun. It's a good ride. Obviously, I love it, but I think it's completely underrated. It's kind of hidden. It's literally tucked behind Mr. Toad, so yeah. people don't really know it's there. Um, the teacups get all the press because they're beautiful and out in the open, but then you've got this glorious little Alice in Wonderland ride, so it's underrated. Awesome. Um, okay, staying in Fantasyland, the Storybook Canals. Overrated. Whoa. I can't comment because I still have not done it. 
It's just basically glorified mini houses. Oh, but they're so cute. They might be cute, but they're overrated. I don't know why that line is so long. They're not even like, there's not even like little mini figurines. Like it's just housing. I think it's sweet. If you're a dollhouse person, if you think dollhouses are oh, cute. Oh, I love dollhouses. But you I don't like that, right? I love I wish they had like the little, like I wish they had little fro- like figurines. So like yeah. Elsa was like standing outside her castle. Like that would make the ride worth it for me. But you're literally just looking at architecture. I think it's really sweet. I think go on it at nighttime or at dusk because the lights change and it's super beautiful. And the line's a little bit shorter because all the kids have gone home. <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's necessarily overrated. I don't think it's underrated either. Okay. The line is too long for what it is, yeah. but I think it's quaint and you definitely get that like old timey Walt Disney feel. I think, was it one of the first rides that opened? I don't know. If it wasn't the first, it, like in 1955, it was shortly after. Yeah. So it's been around for a long time. That's fair. I would say, okay, we'll say it's perfectly rated then. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. The line sucks. You've changed my mind. The line does <laughs> The line Because does it's suck. tight. Just like Peter Pan, both of them are completely outside and exposed to the sun, and they don't move at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, going over to California Adventure, Guardians of the Galaxy. Overrated. Oh, underrated. I don't like that ride at all. I love it. I love love everything about it. I love the randomness. I love the music. I love the fun. It's just fun. I can't help but smile. Have I ever shown you my picture on that ride? No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves, but let me give you this picture because you guys have to see this. It's my favorite ride over at California Adventure. I don't think I could ever get enough of it. To your point, Adam, it's always a little bit different. And I love Tower of Terror. Did you like Tower of Terror, Allison? Yes. Oh. As a kid, um, I don't like it anymore because I black out. Um, no. like it, I drop so quickly that like I, I get like the stars in my eyes or whatever. Oh. Um, so, um, that's the issue. My issue with guardians is like how often and random it drops. Like I just can't even see the ride by the end. Cause I'm like all spaced out. Oh, but let me show you my face. Cause I wrote <laughs> it one time. Cause I always ride things one time. I don't ever just like, I never say I don't like something with, I don't comment on things that I don't, other than the turkey leg, I don't comment on things I don't like. <laughs> She's not wrong about the turkey leg. <laughs> I too have not eaten one and I am fine with that. I'm okay with going to my death, not eating a turkey leg. <laughs> it's a shame. I'm just, my heart aches for you, Dana. It really does. All right. Well, while Allison pulls that up, let's talk about another ride. Radiator Springs Racers, overrated or underrated? Uh, it's just rated. I think it's perfectly rated. It. Yeah. yeah, it's so yeah, good. It's, I agree. It's, I it it took test track and just made it eight thousand times better. Yes, the theming is great. Allison, what's your threshold for the waiting? That's in the my line? face. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Um, you have See, to. I literally said I hated it. You have to send. Here, you that. gotta hold it. Okay, you have you to gotta s- hold the. Yeah, there you go. We might have to like put this up. Can you see how? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we have to. You have to send that to us, and we'll put it on the Instagram. I, will. I um, truly hated this ride. I'll save it for Radiator Springs Racers. What's the maximum you will wait for that line? Two hours. You would. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, think it's, it's, worth, it's it. worth it. Yeah. For me, it's like sixty minutes, and then I just get too tired. Um, okay. Last. Okay. Last ride. The Incredicoaster. Overrated, underrated. I think it's way better than California Screamin'. I think it's too long of a coaster in general, but they can't change the track. However, with the retheming, I think it's way, it's a way better attraction with the retheming. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was, uh, and apologies, the never ending construction above me that's been going on for months is oh, it's continuing okay. again. <laughs> uh, I say that it is not long enough. I love long roller coasters. It could keep going. I love it. I love the theming. I love it at night better than during the day. Um, and if they can keep the character interactions where they're standing along like Mrs. Incredible is taunting you before the train blasts off into the tube, that would make me very happy. 
Yeah. I don't know if you've had that experience yet. I, I didn't because I was watching Ray, but these guys all wrote it back in June and Mrs. Incredible was over in that little pier spot where you can yeah. normally just watch the coaster go. Yeah. And she was interacting with all of the guests and like That's waving cool. to them and like doing the countdown with them and stuff. Yeah. That's really, really cool. I mean, I I will tell you like of the retheming that I've seen, like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. This Incredicoaster retheming, I think it made it so much better. Yeah. I think it really, really enhanced the coaster. And, like, Disney's known for storytelling. You know? Like, California Screaming didn't have any sort of story, nothing. Yeah. And this one gave, like, I feel like it gave some life to that coaster. Yeah. I so. agree. Totally. I have no idea um, what they are doing to that apartment above me. It's like a drill is just going into the concrete or something. Um, <laughs> They're going to fall on your head in a minute. Well, I guess... I guess we can wrap up the podcast here before we have a dark a barking dog out here. So before we all turn into pumpkins, we'll just end it now. But thank you, Allison. Thank yes, you for thank coming you. on to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. This was so fun. This we'll have really to do fun. this again. Yeah. We can do another overrated, underrated for we'll, Disney. Well, we will do oh, the next yeah. one live from Olive Garden. No. <laughs> I'm down for that. Ugh. <laughs> Down for that <laughs> podcast at Olive Garden. It'll so be great. <laughs> Gen D sponsored by uh, Olive Garden. Oh, I love it. That'll be your first sponsor. <laughs> that would be. Amazing. And then Dana can't my hate on Olive be, Garden. My anymore. life would be complete if Olive Garden was our sponsor. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, thank you again, Allison, for being here. Everybody, go check out Allison's uh, Instagram. It's Allison Mertzman. Her whole name. She has quite the uh, Instagram account there where you can see all of her fun tips and tricks for both coasts of Disney parks. And of course, if you're looking for a quote and you're planning to do a trip anytime soon, reach out to Allison or I at adventureswithallisonwonderland.com. Reach out to Dana. Well, reach out to me. I'll give you the quote. <laughs> Allison will funnel you back over to me. Um, and we all, you also have a bunch of other yeah. incredible agents. Oh, yeah. So lots of good agents at our agency. Uh, Yay. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah. Great seeing you, Adam. you nice. This is, I know, next time we have to do this in person over Olive Garden and we'll be yeah, set. As we should. As we should. <laughs> Enjoy that all construction. Right. Well, have a great week, there. everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.